I love your pants. I love your pants. I love your pants. I love your pants. Oh, you like my pants? I love your pants. Thank you. Where the fuck do you get Ramon's pants? Um, probably Hot Topic. Oh, that's cool. I got them years ago. Welcome to Paranerds. I love Jesse's pants, and I'm Erica. And I'm Pants. <laughs> Hello. How's it going, Pants? <laughs> like that like that bork, rocky bork. says like that oh i thought yeah, that, that was jack rocky this time wow no jack they were because we're recording late we're, we're recording later than we normally do and later in the day my dogs get needier so they were both like whining at my office door so i had to let them in or else they would make more noise screaming from outside so they're both in here now yeah, if you didn't know, we are a podcast slash dog show. I guess my dogs are auditory dog needy show. Needy little bitches, they're needy little bitches, and I love them for it. Yeah, I mean, I've got a cat, but the cat leaves me alone when I podcast. I just don't let him in here, and it's <laughs> That's fine. What cats do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah, I don't have he's a needy, but oh, is he? I. I tried to take a picture with him earlier and I was wearing like a button up business top and he like slipped his paw under my shirt to hold me. <laughs> like, Hey, yeah. Hey, Hey mom. Hey, Hey, hey mom. <laughs> you're not petting me Adorable. enough. I don't want to look at the camera. Rocky tramples on my boobs all the time. That checks out for Rocky. He doesn't need neither Rocky or Jack Jack know what personal space is like at all. No, they don't. We also have been taking off Jack's collar for recordings now because his collar gets very loud sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he has it does. to get naked for the podcast. Me too. <laughs> Not that the audience would know. I'm kidding. Mostly. It could be like Mostly. um like how Howard Stern, he's like has naked women in his, on his radio show, but he just talks about how they're naked. Yeah. I'll just talk about how I'm naked when I record, but I'm actually wearing a Pizza Planet night shirt right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My dog's naked. Yeah, he can be our resident nudist. Yes, he can. Oh, so you got um, a current event for me? I do. Um, I do have a current event for you. Uh, this comes from CNN Opinion. Um the article I found is called Why Astronomers Are Interested in This Mysterious Signal. Uh, opinion by Don Lincoln. I don't know who that is. Um, oh, he's a scientist. There you go. <laughs> well, that, that checks <laughs> I should, out. I should have okay. read that before I started like, who, recording. Like, oh, this is totally <laughs> legitimate. Who the fuck? <laughs> I usually skip all of that and I just get to the juice of the article. I don't Give me the juice. I don't need the, uh, the editor's note. 
extra bullshit. Just give me the info. Don't tell me um, your whole life story. I want the recipe, Karen. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, every freaking recipe. Oh my god. You have to scroll through freaking pages of how Karen's mom used to make this for her brother. Yeah. On Easter Sick Sunday every year. <laughs> I don't care. Just tell me how to make a soup. Um, all right. Uh, this is on CNN Opinion. So it's currently this story is unconfirmed by scientists. They say the information comes from a leak within the scientific community. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I. So I'll just preface this with that, that I don't know how legitimate all of it is, but that, here we go. That fits in with the theme today. Wait till deep dive. Yeah. Um, okay. In April and May of 2019, the 64-meter wide Parks Radio Telescope, again, I have no idea how big 64 meters is, um, but this is located in Australia was recording radio transmissions from the direction of nearby star Proxima Centauri. Over the, over the couple of hours, the telescope recorded data from the star for 30-minute intervals before steering away to look at a different direction. This procedure is called nodding, in quotes, nodding, like N-O-D-D-I-N-G, mm -hmm. like your head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, like that. <laughs> Um, nodding is used to establish that any observed signal is coming from a particular direction rather than just like random radio noise or interference. Um, so they basically, if they find like a weird signal, they'll like look at it for a while and then they'll look away and then they'll look at it again <laughs> and look away. And they know that the signal is legit if every time they look back at it, it's still there. They know it's not some weird crap happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is a, it's a fun fact. Um, <laughs> for five of these half-hour intervals, the signal was observed while the antenna was pointing at Proxima Centauri and was not detected at all when aimed elsewhere. Uh, the signal was recorded and logged, but not noticed as being something out of the ordinary until a year later, uh, an intern at a thing called Breakthrough Listen... Breakthrough Listen is a project funded by billionaire Yuri Mil Milner. Of Yuri course Milner. it's funded by a billionaire. <laughs> a billionaire who's interested in, si in, in aliens. Um, he started this thing called Project Listen that seeks to find signals of extraterrestrial life found buried in telescopes recordings. So some intern was at Breakthrough Listen like reviewing all of these logs and he found this and he was like that's weird and this happened in october 2020 okay so that's fairly recent yeah, yeah. well the the signal was found between april and may 2019 so yeah it was over a year later that someone was like looked at it again and was like that data doesn't make sense that's odd <laughs> i don't like that data <laughs> Mm -hmm. So what it was, was a radio signal at a single frequency the whole time. Uh, specifically, the frequency was 980 megahertz. Don't ask me what that sounds like. Um, it drifted with time, which suggests that it came from 
something orbiting around the sun, Proxima Centauri. Okay. Yeah. And do you know what Proxima Centauri is? No, but I'd like to pretend that I'm smart and that I don't have to ask you the definition of that. I'm sure I'm sure you li- you've heard of it before in like your high school science class. Proxima Centauri is um our closest neighbor star. It is mm. 4.2 light years away. It's a red dwarf star. The name, um, so it's smaller. Yeah, the name sounded familiar, but I didn't know like if I knew that because of school or if I knew that because of some TV show. Well, in um, in Solo, a Star Wars story, the um, like worm lady at the beginning on um, uh-huh. Corellia, uh-huh. her name's Lady Proxima. That's, That's what I just why kept <laughs> you think I paid yeah. attention in science class. <laughs> No, I was I remember a C student. Solo. <laughs> I always got A's in English, but like maybe a C in science. So there you go. Oh, really? Yeah, it was Star Wars taught me what I know. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars. Okay. Very legitimate. Yeah. Go on. Um, Proxima Centauri is known to have at least two planets that orbit around it. Uh, one of which is in the Goldilocks zone. Do you know what the Goldilocks zone is? Um, I'm going to guess that it is a zone that is not too small and not too large. And it's Close. just right. <laughs> You're cl- well, that's why it is called that. Oh, oh, I was not just about- using context clues. <laughs> it's not about the size of the zone. It's about where the zone is in relation to the sun or the closest star that it orbits is around. it close to the asteroid belt no the goldilocks zone is just isn't a, a place it isn't like a thing okay uh it just refers to if a planet it's it's the distance away from the star a planet rotates around that would allow for that planet to have liquid water so it's not too close where the mm-hmm. water turns to gas and it's not too far away where the water turns to ice okay yeah, yeah that makes that's sense that's why it's called that huh yeah um yeah and so this planet the one that they have tracked there might be more it's hard to track planets they kind of just have to like stare at one spot for a long time and see if there's a planet there um so it can be difficult to know how many planets are around Proxima Centauri, but they know there's at least two, one of which is in the Goldilocks zone. But the thing is, the Goldilocks zone on Proxima Centauri is much closer to the planet than, Mm -hmm. like, we are to our sun, because... I'm sorry, not closer to the planet, closer to the star, because uh, Proxima Centauri is a red dwarf, which is, like, small compared to most stars. It's a tiny star. It's a little baby star. Yeah, so the one planet there, it's it's a lot closer to the star than we are to our star. But there's a signal coming from it, which is weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't think that stars made signals. I thought maybe, like, fast-moving entities, like, comets might emit a signal somehow. Planets can emit Not signals. Not a radio signal. Oh, a, like radio a radio signal. signal. Yeah, it's a radio signal. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, I want to know what it sounds like. I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) 
That's the worst song I've ever heard. <laughs> Sing me the song of your people. <laughs> Let's not communicate with that alien race. Please. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but this article also goes on to take the scientific approach, which is very, very, very skeptical, as we talked about before when we were talking about Omamwa. You know, Omamwa. That was uh, the la- last week. Last week when record yeah, order. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What is record order? Indeed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was our. <laughs> valentine's day episode which when we recorded it we didn't realize it was coming out on valentine's day happy valentine's day everyone happy late valentine's day i hope you got laid (laughs) i was thinking it but i'm like am i gonna say that (laughs) yeah uh we we hope you got laid and we hope you uh fell in love with the ghost or that a ghost fell in love with you yeah you got laid by a ghost if anyone managed to get laid by a ghost email us oh, lots of people have actually yeah but like um, our listeners oh have yeah, they definitely. they need to Should email we do us like one whole episode on just like stories of people who have had sex with ghosts yes all right we're gonna um do i that. think that should be <laughs> the season season two opener oh okay that's yeah. a good idea that'll be fun all right we'll do that uh, that the skeptics for this odd signal coming from uh, a planet around Proxima Centauri say that it could be solar flares because that planet is so close to the sun. It could be solar flares like doing some weird shit. Who knows? Yes. Or they also say it could be a stray transmission coming from Earth that they don't know where it's coming from but it's just like bouncing off some shit and it's actually coming from earth how far do radio waves travel like is there a certain distance that they would travel before they just kind of dissipate i want to say no i know there is atmospheric interference like that's why our radio signals like i can't hear radio stations from detroit I wish I could. They have great radio stations up there Mm -hmm. because of atmospheric interference. But in space, they can travel indefinitely, but very, very slowly. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember, and I might be fucking this up, but I feel like maybe it was either on the International Space Station or there was something that was sent up to space where they were playing. There's a record that they keep playing up there. It's like music from that represents like Earth in a certain time. That they and they they, they keep play playing outwardly? that music in a. Yeah, I think I need to look that up. That's fun. I, I'll I'll update everyone on that next week. I'll make a note I about need it. Another playlist. What's the playlist for the ISS? I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why in my head I'm thinking that. Uh, what a wonderful world is on there. <laughs> like. Uh, I, mm. who knows people need to vote on that you know what song i want if i got to pick one song to go on that playlist uh fucked with an anchor <laughs> mm. i was thinking uh my my answer was much well that's pretty stupid but no i want red solo cup 
I feel like that describes. Oh God, really? Our red solo cup. I fill you up. Let's have a party. <laughs> Proceed to party. Yeah. <laughs> That's our society. And I'm proud of it. You know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like what that represents. <laughs> what song would you pick? <laughs> It's not going to be as good, probably. I don't know. If I were going to pick a country song, I think Boot, Scoot, and Boogie oh, you don't would say a lot more about humanity. There's so much pressure attached to that. Like, one song to represent humanity. Um, well, it's just, like, a song on the playlist. Like, if they were, like, if NASA oh, like came to you and was like, that... Erica, we believe in your music taste so much, we want you to pick one of the hundred songs on our playlist. Macarena. <laughs> because I think that's about bringing people together. It really is. And it's, a, it's pretty a very much any, dance, any, any, yeah. Like, most people can do it. And most weddings and dances that you went to in the last, like, 30 some years right. probably had that. So I think it, it represents a good chunk of both um, English and Spanish speaking cultures. I Yeah, I can get behind that. That's a good idea. Oh, good. Yeah, it is a song that brings people together. Like, not everyone knows every dance, but most people know the Macarena. And if you don't know it, you can learn it in like five seconds. It's not hard. <laughs> it, it's like the safety dance. It like transcends language. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. But anyway, sorry. Uh, uh, go go on with your current signal. event. Yes. Yeah. The only other kind of note I had were my thoughts on it. It was one thing that um, Don Don yes Don Lincoln points out is that it's weird that it's only one frequency being broadcast. Like if it were a communication, it would it wouldn't be one tone. It would be like words or a song or something. It would be trying to say something. Right. You and know? not just ambient noise. Yeah. It's just like, ee! like if it were a communication, it would be like. <laughs> it's not. So that's Excuse weird. me. Your, uh, your famous alien song. That you yeah. just did. Uh -huh. That I'm pretty sure you did that. like six or seven episodes ago. <laughs> You're very consistent. It sounded the same. Did it? Yeah. Great. Because that's what Alien sounds like, confirmed. Yeah. I dig it. Um, that's really weird. And I would be curious as to why. And I kind of want to do some further research later about, like, sound waves and space travel. And if there's a limit. I don't think so. Because light will travel as far as it goes. Unless there's something interfering it. Yeah. So why wouldn't it radio signals? Well, next week, I guess we'll confirm whether you're right or not, is all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Should we bet on it? Because I'm pretty sure I'm right. What? I've watched enough of The Expanse to know okay. that. Yeah, that is a good show. <laughs> um, are, we, are we betting money? Or are we betting, like, uh, if I win, you have to kind of thing? Yeah. You have to 
do something. I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, do you want to make it about work? Because I was going to say, if I win, then you have to edit five episodes straight. <laughs> five? <laughs> five? Yeah. Oh, my God. And if, uh, if you win, I'll edit five episodes straight. All right. Only because I'm so certain that I'm right, I will <laughs> I am pretty certain. And no matter who wins a loser is not allowed to complain about it. Okay. Okay. Cool. I feel like you're going to complain about it a little bit. You're going to complain. I'm just, I'm going <laughs> to complain about it. I'm just not going to complain about it to you. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> I'll just, I'll okay. write, I'll write all of our listeners in DMs and be like, listen, I hate this. <laughs> Five episodes. Why? <laughs> Right, all of our Instagram followers just be like, mur, mur, mur. <laughs> Jesse thinks she's the best. <laughs> <laughs> ah, are you ready for a deep dive? Because I'm like real amped. I've yeah, been... fuck me up. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I have been excited to talk about this since we started, since this idea was born. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I have a question. What do you yeah. know about the Jersey Devil? Okay. I've never researched it. I've only heard about it in passing. Um, and that was a while ago. So <laughs> I'm going to like pull a bunch of stuff from my like deepest, darkest memories. Um, I'm pretty sure. All right. Here's what I'm imagining. Okay. Imagine a giraffe, but <laughs> you cut its back legs off, right? Yeah. Then you put wings on it. Its body is blue, so it's like a giraffe. It doesn't have arms, I don't think. I think it just has wings. <laughs> okay. And it has it's like long tor long legs, long torso, long neck, like skinny with like big old like angel looking like wings. And I think it has like a long like serpent tongue, like a like a snake tongue, like a forked snake tongue uh -huh. and like horns. <laughs> and it lives what? in um, it lives, there's like a forest, uh, to the west of New Jersey state and I don't know what it's called, but that's where it lives. Why is it blue in your imagination? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. All you said was, I said, what do you know about the Jersey devil? And the first thing out of your fucking mouth is imagine a giraffe. <laughs> am I wrong? <laughs> I, yeah. Kinda. But am I wrong? <laughs> I and all all the research I have in front of me, the word giraffe doesn't pop up once. <laughs> I want you to know okay. that. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um so the most interesting thing that I found is that the official website of New Jersey, nj.gov, has a section on the Jersey Devil. No way. Yeah. Like, like it really page? does. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like uh Sick. because it's such a huge thing there. And, it's, what's um, that forest called that's there? It is um, the Pine Barrens. Pine Barrens. Near yes. Leeds Point in southern New Jersey oh, is southern. where we're talking. I thought it was western. Okay. Yeah, southern Pine Jersey. Barrens. So like when you're when you're talking North Jersey. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Tom. Uh, we're talking about the part that's <laughs> like toward New York City. Right. And, Opposite that. Yeah. And South Jersey is like closer to Philadelphia. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, like, Atlantic City is South Jersey. But anyway. All right. All right. I trust you. I don't know where any of those things are. I, I did research. Like, I, I know 
okay, if I'm being real about it, I know three things about New Jersey. I know like the part that's right by the city because my friend lives there. And that's where I think Bruce Springsteen's from. I know about Red Bank because Kevin Smith is from there. And I know about um, Atlantic City because I went there to see Flogging Molly once like 10 years ago. Oh, well, that's a good. um, That's a lot more about New Jersey than I know. (laughs) I just know it's near New York. (laughs) And you and I went there together once. (laughs) And we were there. We had a good time. They had bagels. Uh, Oh, yes. Uh. Shout out to Kinder Kamak Hot Bagels. Oh, was Kinder Kamak? Yes. That was it called? Oh, yeah, those bagels were good. So good. We miss them. Um, But anyhow, back to the thing. Uh, The New Jersey state official website has information on the Jersey Devil. I thought that was wild. And it's so ingrained in their state's culture that their NHL hockey team is the New Jersey Devils. And as a kid, Wait, are they blue? No, you're thinking there's a there's a college team called the Blue Devils, <laughs> and I don't know if that I think they're really football. Confused. I think it's like North Carolina something. I'm getting yeah, I'm getting those two teams confused. That's what's happening. No, red That's and black. I thought it was blue. Yeah, red and black is the is the Devils color colors color scheme, but um, weird side note that i thought you might find interesting there was this disney channel original movie called he double hockey sticks that has will friedel from boy meets world in it yeah that movie was about a demon that came up from hell and decided to fuck around with the hockey team and that movie is what got me liking hockey and in that team the team was called the devils yeah I don't remember that part at all. <laughs> it was awesome. And when I met him at a con, I was like, I loved H-E double hockey sticks. And he's like, you're probably the only person <laughs> or something like that. Like I was looking for like, that's the picture I wanted signed and no one else cares. Yeah. So to the origins of the Jersey Devil. It's going to vary oh. because it's a legend. So I want to talk about. First, what we definitely know, the consistencies that I'm finding over all the sources. So we know that this thing lives slash was born in the Pine Barrens near Leeds Point in southern New Jersey, about 15 miles from Atlantic City. The place no one really seems to dispute. And we know that the Jersey Devil was born by Mother Leeds, who gave birth to her 13th child way too many right that's like yeah how many that's like eight too many eight too many kids i was gonna say that's 13 too many. <laughs> <laughs> now while those are consistencies when this happened it's a it's a toss-up because some articles i was seeing like 1735 sometimes i was seeing 1830 sometimes 1850 mm-hmm. so like Way before any of us were around is what we know for sure. Early 1800s-ish. Between 1735 and 1850. So over like a hundred... What was it? Math is hard. 115 years, I think. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Every story that I'm reading says that it was a stormy night and the wind was roaring outside. So dark and stormy, set in the mood. Ominous. Now, some stories say... That Mother Leeds' husband was an abusive drunk. Mm-hmm. 
Some stories say that Mother Leeds wanted her baby to be the devil. And the note I put on the side of that comment was, who does that? (laughs) I don't know. She has so many kids. It's just like. I guess if you have 12 good and happy ones when you're pregnant with the 13th one, you're just like, "Eh, I want a challenge. Make it Satan. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some say that the child was born with like deformed as far as like the shape of its head and everything else. Some say that she cursed the child because of her dire straits. Why wouldn't you be? You have 13 children. It's probably hard out there, especially for what I'm imagining is a single mom. Other accounts say that the child was born normal, like a normal human baby, and took on the odd characteristics later, like an elongated body, winged shoulders, a large horse-like head, cloven feet, and a thick tail. That's a giraffe with wings. That's not a giraffe. Elongated body with a horse head. It didn't say that's a giraffe. Like a neck that's two miles long. But yeah, I guess I'm just saying. Yeah, you kinda got a point. I wasn't Whatever. far off, is all I was saying. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, but some people are saying that like the baby was born normal and then it changed. And my notes are how? What? Um Demons. Yeah, I guess demons. But there's another variation on the tale I thought was kind of weird. That this young woman encounters a wanderer begging for food. She was frightened and refused, and that wanderer cursed her for her refusal. Years later, with the curse forgotten, this girl gave birth to her first child, and he became a devil and fled into the woods. So this particular version that i'm hearing it's not 13 kids it was that first child and because of a curse because she was already cursed yeah that that's why it became what it became and here's another one in october of 1830 a resident of vienna new jersey there was a man named mr john villette who was entertaining his children with a mask that he made and the mask was of like a monster And it became a yearly tradition adopted by the local townspeople. Its popularity grew and was repeated late in October. So it almost sounds like the Jersey Devil may have spurred on American Halloween origins. Oh. Is what I'm gathering from that. And um, this one says that a town put a curse on a young girl that fell in love with a British soldier during the Revolutionary War, and when she gave birth, it was the devil. The town collectively put a curse on her? I guess so. They were all like, fuck her, right? <laughs> I guess. I'm Have pretty a sure demon the story baby. I heard before was the one where it was like the woman had her 13th kid and she or she did something like devil worshipping and then like the devil like she, it was like a devil baby like an antichrist baby kind of like rosemary's like, baby kind of baby i don't know yeah you don't watch horror like movies <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was like like an immaculate conception baby for the 13th one but yeah. instead of god this time it was satan 
because she yeah, did that, something Yeah, that that rings a bell for me. I feel like that that's something that I've heard over the years. But um Yeah. Th- this makes me laugh so fucking hard every time I read this sentence. That at birth, the child suddenly changed into this creature and flew away up the chimney. <laughs> so imagine oh. you are birthed. You are out of your mother's body and you sprout wings and you're like, peace. I say, finally, I can escape. Twelve siblings. A That's a creature. lot of Christmas gifts every year. Fuck that <laughs> away. I'm going to grow a tail real quick. Bye-bye. Yeah. 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 So from the chimney, this creature goes into the darkness of the Pine Barrens. And it's reported that the Jersey Devil inhabits the eerie and misty wetlands of the region, venturing out into the woods at night, seeking humans to scare away with a piercing, spine chilling scream and grotesque appearance. Mm-hmm. I've heard of the scream. I've heard that people go on hikes and like they hear really creepy noises out there. Mm-hmm. Now, you described what you think it looks like. Mm-hmm. Giraffish. Yeah. Now. With wings. What I found is um, horns, a forked tail, and a body that is part man and mostly animal. Now, admittedly, it doesn't say what animal, so I can't outright tell you that you're wrong. Um, part giraffe. The reason that there's so many versions of what he looks like might be, and I love this theory, is because people are so scared by his ugliness when they see him that they're (gasps) sprinting away really quickly so they don't get a good look at his face or anything, really. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Like, imagine seeing this, like, grotesque thing in the woods. Like, I wouldn't really want to take a beat to memorize its features. I want to get the hell out of there. Right? Yeah, okay. I was about to be like, in this situation, do I have a gun? I would shoot at it. <laughs> well, if like... I saw a strange creature in the wood, I, I would just assume that it can run faster than me, like already. Oh, yeah? Like, I just would feel like I would just assume that because most creatures out in the woods can. Like, if a bear, bear can run faster than me, a tiger, a lion, oh my. Yeah. They can all run fast. Yeah, so like I don't I think running away is not a viable well, option. It seems like this this thing it just wants to scare people, so I guess running away would be the right thing to do, but I don't know. Probably I feel like so. my like my nature instincts would kick in and I'd be like pull out my machete and be like let's go. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> Your nature, I think when it comes to like um trauma response and like fight or flight situations that your instinct is always fight. <laughs> I can't run very fast. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying like just your, your personality and your like gut instinct. I feel like you're just at the ready where me, I'm going to run as fast as I can. I probably won't get very far, but I run. <laughs> but, um, but my uh, yeah, who knows which is better. <laughs> No, there's no, I don't think there's any better. It's just we're all built differently. But um, people say that it has a horse's head. Horse's head. Like a giraffe does. What? Giraffe's heads and horse's heads are pretty similar in shape. No, they're not. The size difference. All right, fine. I'm going to stop talking about giraffes. (laughs) 
Oh god, I'm about to prove you right. Long legs with hooves. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Uh, two short front legs. Oh. Not that anyone can see video, but I'm imitating. And um, and bats wings. No one knows how tall it is, I guess, because they're like, ah, ugly, and they just fuck off. Um, some people think that it's round about six feet tall, but others say only three or four, so there's not really a common consensus on that. But oh. most say that the devil has glowing red eyes and makes loud screeching sounds. Mm. Yeah, and just, Don't. again, during the day in the wetlands and at night in the woods. At oh, times, that, that's where it lives. Yeah, it moves. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, at times, there are newspaper articles in southern New Jersey about the latest sighting. So, this is something that's still alive and well, and I'm excited about that. That it's not a legend that died a hundred years ago. Reports yeah. of hearing screams have even come from people in cities near the Pine Barrens. So, I guess whatever oh. decibel it's fly. hitting. Yeah, and it's got it wings, so that that's terrifying. It Imagine it descending it upon you. But some people even say, and I think this is kind of sweet, is that the Jersey Devil really wants to protect its home. So anyone who's near the Pine Barrens, it's not going to hurt any humans that love that special area. So if you live in that area, you're probably cool that maybe it's angry with outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Now, in order to understand more about the creature, I think it would be pretty cool to talk about the Pine Barrens and the habitat in which it inhabits. Uh Uh, The Pine Barrens are a remote region extending 1,700 square miles across southeastern New Jersey. It's actually a giant aquifer with dense stands of white cedar. Inside, the air is calm, still, and cool. The shadows are heavy. The cedar stands throughout the swamp, stain the streams red with tannin. Which I wonder if somehow that, that's partially why this thing could be red. If it's hanging out there all the time. I mean, this place sounds creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Um, there's an area of stunted trees called the Pygmy Forest. While some consider it a barren wilderness... 27 varieties of orchids grow there. Oh, it's not creepy. There are orchids. Oh, it's fine. Orchids. Um, back in the day, it was really hard to get around those swamps. Some of the roads are old Native American trails. Others are old stagecoach roads. Some mm-hmm. roads are paved. Some are sandy. Um, some of the roads leading to places, which I thought these were cute. Hogwallow, Double Trouble... Suey Place and Mary Ann Furnace. Why is it so cute? Uh, they date back to colonial times, so I guess that's just uh, how they were inspired back then. They were just cute back then. They were um, just real cute. I'm guessing. Um, people that are local to the Pine Barrens tend to call the Jersey Devil the Leeds Devil. Again, referring to that town where it was supposedly birthed. Um, Let's see. Oh, now, do you want to know what's happening to the environment because of this creature? Oh, no. Is it bad? 
crops failing, um, cows are not giving milk anymore, and droughts started happening. This thing managed to blow the tops off of trees and boiling streams. Like, what kind of powers what? do you have to have to boil a stream? Hot yeah. powers. Yeah, hell powers. From hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other people even say that this thing managed to predict war and disaster. How? How? Hell powers. How do they know that? How do they know that it did? Are they who's talking to it? It's Jersey Devil like, hey guys, there's gonna be a war soon. <laughs> Remember, it's friendly with the people from the Pine Barrens. <laughs> oh. So it's like, hey. Um how did, how did they know it predicted anything? Right? Um I thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Because all, all of all of a sudden it seems like a very kind creature that I might want to befriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so reportedly, and this is where we get into wild theories that you'll appreciate, science professors yes. from Philadelphia and experts from the Smithsonian Institution, so you know that's legit, they thought the uh -huh. devil was a prehistoric creature from the Jurassic period. Okay. Yeah. Um, sure. It's a pterodactyl type. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. So maybe it was hanging Pterodon. out in some like limestone caves and managed to wait it out. And maybe. you have that, but there's also the Academy of Natural Sciences saying that they couldn't even locate a record of a species that resembles it. But people don't aren't really sure what it looks like, though. The only confirmation is that it's like tall skinny and has wings right yeah and i feel like it's different because it's not like nessie where you have a couple of photographs many many or, yeah well yeah many photographs that people go by most of this is word of mouth yeah from generation to generation and just like local legend kind of stuff now this is great the philadelphia zoo offered a ten thousand dollar reward if someone could capture it Sounds dangerous to, to offer. <laughs> now, keep in mind that that reward remains uncollected. <laughs> but uh -huh. animal trainers at the Arch Street Museum in Philadelphia had their own idea. For publicity, they created a devil by painting a kangaroo with green stripes and adding a set of false wings to it. <laughs> Wait, to a real kangaroo? I'm guessing it was real. That's, that's abusive. Oh my god, that's horrible. They would do that to a kangaroo? Uh, yeah. So mean. I mean, I'd like to think that the paint that they were using was, like, not harmful to the animal whatsoever. But I imagine wings can't be comfortable on a creature that just wants no, to be... No, yeah, how do you attach wings to a kangaroo? Google it. Safely. <laughs> I don't know. Um... And another theory that um, is pretty wild anyway, um, was the creature a Sandy Hill crane? A crane That crane stands four feet high and is about 15 oh. pounds. You know what that is? I know of cranes. I don't know. What's the say? Are they white? Uh, I've seen. Look it up and see. Cranes have scared me in the past. They're fucking terrifying. Let's see. Hold on. Sandy Hill... Yep. Crane. Oh no, they're like 
Eh, they're kind of white. They're more like brown. Uh, they're they're white and red. red. Face. But I'm. Oh, but they do have that like red face. So maybe like the red eyes that people say they see with the New Jersey Devil. Yeah, but also, um, type in wingspan, and then look at pictures. That's pretty wild. So big. Oh, that one's white. Mm-hmm. They're large. Um, but the thing is about this crane particularly is that it's it's known to be ferocious when it's cornered and it gyrates when it mm. flies. So in that respect, maybe yeah. like its jerking motions could be what's really freaking people out and making them think that it's this creature. Yeah, I it might be. Actually, that kind of makes a lot of sense. I got scared shitless by a crane one time. I was camping like off like near a beach and like late at night I like took a walk down to the beach and I was sitting there like chilling on the beach by myself and I like look over and there's no one else on this beach it's like 2 a.m mm-hmm. and I look over in the distance and maybe like 60 feet from me there's just like this tall slender like white silhouette of something and it's like in the waves enough that it's like a little obstructed by like the the moisture like coming off the water mm-hmm. scared i just like froze and like sank down like in the sand like oh my god what is that i mean and then like it got up and like flew away like right past me i don't blame so you i listen i'm not even kidding like i genuinely panic when i'm too close to canadian gooses geese <laughs> geese is a word yeah geese are mean like i had one bite me when i was a kid and i just cannot do it i'm very respectful i have a healthy fear (laughs) a healthy fear of geese canada gooses um but i can relate in just like seeing a tall crane yeah like not knowing what it is at first because it was like i could see it but i could like in my head i didn't like connect that what i was seeing with a bird you know like it was they're so tall and like large, especially from far away from a distance. If you can't really gauge like their size, they look huge. Like, yeah, if you were to ask me how tall that thing was, I would have said like six feet. Like it looked massive. Yeah. And it's hard to tell, too, whether it's going to be threatened by you or not and feel the need to right. attack. Yeah. Unless you like have a familiarity with big old cranes. Yeah. Yeah, I could see how you could get that thing confused with something more terrifying. Oh, yeah. Now, um, as far as the way the word started spreading around the area, around 1735, so I guess it definitely has to be 1700s that this began if the word started spreading in 1735. Um, Shortly after, um, Ben Franklin had a fiction story in the Pennsylvania Gazette about a Burlington County witchcraft trial. And it seemed like after that, urban legends were abound because most folk belief Mm -hmm. at that time was often at odds with religious or scientific doctrine. Okay. Yeah. 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 And um, the farther north you go in New Jersey, so I guess that that's the further away you're getting from the source the more kind the stories are about this creature because they're not being terrified. They have no personal experience with this thing. Oh. <laughs> so they're saying that the Jersey Devil doesn't harm anyone 
or break any laws around here. <laughs> um, military folk the from the Vietnam era. What? I was say yeah, all the people far away are like, it's not that bad. It's not hurting anyone. <laughs> and then the people that like live near it are like, you haven't fucking seen it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> right. Like, oh, oh, here's an example. Like, specifically, Ocean City, Maryland seagulls. If you ask somebody who's just been around regular seagulls, they're probably like, oh, they just chill. They're kind of like pigeons. They're they just exist. No, you don't understand the viciousness involved yeah, with those hide your french fries yeah those ridiculous greedy violent birds the greedy vicious violent birds yeah but before saying. before i continue with the with our deep dive i just need to tell you this because it's oh my god it's perfect i was at the beach with my friend and we got boardwalk fries and she didn't want the rest of hers. And I got a large because I'm a fatty and I was full as fuck and I couldn't eat her fries. So I said, hey, you should walk out in the sand a little bit and just throw the rest <laughs> for the Did seagulls. She... Oh, no. <laughs> Not really thinking about the consequences. And they came at us so hard. It was almost like diving away from a live bomb. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, listener beware, if you ever visit Ocean City, just go to Thrasher's, get your fries, they're delicious, load them up with vinegar or whatever, just, yeah. like, eat them in your car, or at least walk a couple blocks away from the get, fry get, stand. Uh, use an umbrella. Use an umbrella. Yeah. That'll hide the fries. They also, they poop a lot. I think the one time I went there, my friend, I went there with th me and two other people. One guy I was with got pooped on twice. I bet at some point in time, a seagull has managed to poop in the French fries. Oh, I bet. <laughs> um, sorry. Use an umbrella. Yeah, use an umbrella. That's our advice to you. But um, hopping back <laughs> to uh, people that believe they've seen it, or at least people that are spreading word about it. Servicemen yeah. from the Vietnam era said that the devil is an anti-war symbol. Which I thought was interesting. C Explain how. That's all Why? I got. I guess the devil oh. <laughs> as a benevolent creature is peaceful <laughs> and is like, no, no war. Okay. Um, comparisons. I'm probably so wrong about that. Please correct me. Um, <laughs> comparisons have been made between... The devil, the Loch Ness Monster, as we brought up before, and the abominable snowman. I did not even consider that to be something we would ever cover on this podcast. The abominable snowman. I can't say that word, so I don't think we can abominable. ever cover it. Abominable. Abominable. <laughs> That's going to be your topic to research. <laughs> abominable. What is that? Okay. Um. But, but they're just a yeti, right? They're like a uh, Arctic Sasquatch. Yeah, Arctic Sasquatch. You can say Arctic Sasquatch, but you can't say abominable. <laughs> abominable. <laughs> abominable. Abominable. I don't know. Okay, so in uh, in 1973, he gained nationwide attention after a feature film was made entitled. Entired, entitled The Legend of Boggy Hollow. Now, who's Boggy Hollow? It's 
a place that had a legend and a devil was in it. Like, who who am I? Why, why do I know? Because it's my turn to research. You're researching it. <laughs> I didn't want to watch a movie. <laughs> I just who is Boggy Hollow? Or oh, that's a it's place. a place. Wow. <laughs> who is it? Who is Mister Boggy? Boggy Hollow. Oh, are you are you, you looking, mean the legend are you of Boggy Creek? I can't find Boggy Hollow. I only find the legend of Boggy Creek. Is it in New Jersey? Okay, so let it be known that apparently I did a pretty shoddy job at research this week. But anywho, let's talk about Southern New Jersey modern day. So what's it like now? There's been a glass and paper manufacturing up uptake. I suppose, near the Pine Barrens. Military complexes have been developed. You've got McGuire Air Force Base and Fort Dix. Atlantic City and the Jersey Shore have become... <laughs> huh? Fort Dix. Fort Dix. <laughs> Dix. Yeah. D-I-X. <laughs> Dix. Um, uh-huh. Atlantic City and the Jersey Shore have become prominent resort communities. And all that growth and development, along with a well-lit highway system, means that people aren't seeing the devil quite as much as they were. But Mm. sightings still happen, just not as much. In 1939, the New Jersey devil was reportedly named the official state demon. Which makes me wonder by who, who's who? The state? I'm I'm the governor. Oh, we got a state demon. Yeah, uh, the governor was quoted as saying that when he was a boy, he was never threatened with the boogeyman. We were threatened with the Jersey Devil, morning, noon, and night. Who? That's terrifying. Right. So what I want to know is what what are the state de- official state demons of Maryland and Virginia, respectively? <laughs> Do you know? I don't think we have them, but I'm I'm no. curious. I tr- I googled official state demon, and the only one that comes up is New Jersey. Well, that's what makes New Jersey special. Is you all have your official state demon, and that's really cool. good bagels. Yeah. So uh, last thing I got to talk to you about with it are some sightings. Yes. Which I know is usually your favorite part whenever we're doing deep dives about any kind of creature. Prominent citizens or government officials like their businessmen, postal officials, policemen, they had seen or heard the creature and saw his tracks in the snow. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Commodore Stephen Decatur was an American naval hero in the early 19th century, and according to legend, he visited the Hanover Millworks to inspect cannonballs being forged. While there, he visited a firing range and sighted a flying creature flapping its ring- rings, wings. He fired a cannonball directly at it, and it had absolutely no effect. The devil flew away. Did the cannonball make contact with it? All I know is he fired it directly upon the devil and the devil Mm. flew away. Now, 
I guess the question at that point is, how accurate is a cannon? <laughs> well, we don't use them that often, so... Yeah, probably not. Probably not very. <laughs> and um, Joseph Bonaparte, who was the brother of Napoleon and the former king of Spain, was reported to have seen the devil. And this is in Bordentown, New Jersey, while he was game hunting. Hmm. And the infamous Captain Kidd is reputed to have buried treasure in Barnegat Bay. Legend has it he beheaded one of his men to guard his buried treasure forever. Accounts claim that the headless pirate and the Jersey Devil became BFFs. <laughs> and they were seen in the evenings holding hands. I'm adding holding hands, but I'm imagining they're holding hands walking together along the Atlantic Ocean. And in all the nearby marshlands. Isn't that sweet? Oh my god. Someone make a movie about that. Yeah. The Headless Pirate and the Jersey Devil. Take on Manhattan. Now, my my challenge to any listeners who are artsy is I want to see, like, a Valentine's Day card. Where they're holding hands, walking into the sunset. (laughs) Oh, that'd be so beautiful. Oh, yeah. And then in Clayton, New Jersey... The devil was chased by a posse to the edge of a wooded area. The devil fled into the woods and that posse became afraid to pursue him. They said, if you're the devil, rattle your chains. Did he rattle his chains? Does he have chains? Uh, I guess he ran away. I don't know where the chains came from. That's not something I ever thought of. (laughs) Rattle your chains. Oh, and the... (laughs) And I love how this goes from, like, sightings, like, probable sightings, to just, like, complete ridiculousness. He was seen cavorting at sea with a mermaid in 1870. (laughs) So I'm starting to think, like, this is a really kind and fun creature, because if it's hanging out with headless pirates and having romantic escapades with a mermaid... It's got to be a pretty right. cool guy. Um, <laughs> he was he is reputed to have had a ham and egg breakfast with a Republican named Judge French. <laughs> but, Who said that? But the devil oh is God. not known to have specific political leanings. <laughs> well, he only had brunch with a Republican. So what does that say? He's a devil. <laughs> He's a Republican. What's the difference? No, okay. I know. <laughs> That, that's a that's a good joke. Hey, what's the difference between a Republican and the Jersey Devil? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, so the Devil sightings um, in Connecticut, New York border, um, even in Maryland and Pennsylvania, people are said to have seen this thing. So it gets around. Yeah, it gets around, and I just think that's interesting that it still maintains that New Jersey name, even though I would almost want to rename it the Mid-Atlantic Devil. Yeah, sure, I guess. Well, I think he's from... Well, yeah, I guess. The Pine Barrens is kind of what identifies him. Yeah. But I don't I don't like calling him a devil. I feel like he doesn't look like... It. Like, to me, I feel like he's a creature. Mm-hmm. He's a giraffe bat a giraffe bat you know a... you know what i appreciate about you you've what? managed to make this into a shitty cryptid by accident 
I mean, he does sound pretty shitty. Like, like, like when you look at like the sketches of him, he looks just like a bunch of random animals like <laughs> put together. Like he's not. He was what he really is is a a benevolent happy accident that loves to hang out with other weirdos in the woods. Mate, yeah, that's kind of what it seems. He seems pretty beautiful like he doesn't attack people he doesn't kill people he scares people away who are doing shitty things in the pine barrens or staying out after dark which is dangerous so he's scaring them off saying like go on home it's not safe to be hiking in the middle of the pine barrens at night yeah what what he really is is a protector yeah i think so yeah he's just a little Mm -hmm. ugly that's all I think he's handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked that. And I thought it was a pretty fun way to spend an episode. We Sometimes we focus on the gore of it and the fear of it. And this was kind of a field trip away from it for an hour. Yeah, that wasn't so... Heavy. It's not. No, yeah. it's pretty nice. It's a nice like, change of pace. scary. I mean, other than the thirteenth um, child and the abusive husband father, um, <laughs> everything else was pretty light. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> again, this one goes out to all of our peeps in the New Jersey area. We do miss you, and I think it's time for a shitty cryptid. And I'm pretty sure it's your turn to throw one at me. I think. Because we've had a couple guests. I'm going to tell you this story first I found on Reddit. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Is it Reddit time? (laughs) It's Reddit time. It's Reddit time. It's Reddit time. Reddit time. All right. This is a long story, but I'm going to read it all because it's good. Okay. Okay. This is posted in... What was this thread? It was a thread on r slash paranormal, but the thread was like, what's the creepiest, like like cryptid that you ever like encountered or seen or like know of Mm -hmm. um and so this one was posted by reddit user benedictus okay so i had a football coach back in high school who was also one of my teachers for a semester he told us one story that freaked us out pretty bad he had a coaching job at a small college in montana when he was a lot younger and newly married He said after practice one evening, he was making his long commute home and along the route ran alongside and, oh, all right, the grammar in this isn't the best. It's Reddit. (laughs) And the route, yeah, well, (laughs) and the route ran alongside just fields and fields of hay, grain, whatever. Since it was late, oh, since it was late summer slash early fall, it wasn't even approaching dark yet. His car was an old beat up, beat up truck with just a bench seat. Anyway, he's driving along. He sees a hitchhiker on the shoulder. This being back in the day in a small town, Montana, my teacher pulled over to let the guy in without a second thought. Wrong. Wrong thing to do. Don't do that. Stay safe. Strangers. Stranger danger. Um, (laughs) Yeah, really. uh, The man... Really. The man was described as wearing a really old, outdated style of suit. Not a zoot suit, but styled in a similar (laughs) baggy way. No, it's a zoot suit. Don't lie. (laughs) It's like a zoot suit, but like gross, like an old nasty like a zoot dirty suit. zoot suit. Yeah, he also had a big stylish hat. 
This guy looked like he was out of the 40s and, quote, sort of like a pimp. Yeah, sounds like a zoot suit. My teacher <laughs> thought it was weird that he was so overdressed and it was super hot out. Uh, but maybe that was the only clothing he had. So the guy gets in next to my teacher without a word. The teacher asks him where he needs to go. The guy just points forward. Teacher drives on. Later, my teacher tried talking to the guy, just trying to make simple conversation, but the guy wouldn't speak or even acknowledge him. He just pulled his hat down like he was sleeping. Out of nowhere, the guy tips up the hat, looks out the window, and says, Stop the car, now. My teacher pulls over and lets him out, not wanting to offend a possibly crazy ma'am. The guy stands on the side of the road for a second, then at a dead sprint, just runs off into the field beside the road until my teacher couldn't see him anymore. Granted, the crop was fairly tall. He waits there for a while, thinking maybe the guy had the runs or something and didn't want to shit <laughs> next to the road. <laughs> After a long wait, my teacher gets back in the truck, uh, starts to accelerate back onto the road. The thing was about really old trucks. Oh, the thing about really old trucks is that they don't accelerate very fast. As my teacher got back onto the road, he looked into his rearview mirror to check for a safe merge. There wasn't a car in sight. What there was was the hitchhiker running on all fours like an animal, running (parentheses crawling) question mark. <laughs> After the truck at an inhuman speed. Meanwhile, my teacher is beginning to fishtail as he attempts to go faster. The whole time his eyes are glued on the mirror, watching the man chase after his truck. No. Um, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, he was able to get up to speed and lost sight of the guy in the mirror. When he was able to stop at a gas station to use a payphone, he called his wife at home to tell her the story and to lock up the house. She thinks he's just messing with her, and he had been talking to her co-worker about the hitchhiker. When he asked, why would she think that? Apparently, at, at her office in town she worked in, one of her co-workers told her a story of the exact same thing happening to them. And it is a well-known urban legend in the town. She thought it was just folks playing with the new girl at work who had to drive home alone at night. Anyways, my teacher assured her he was not lying, and she evidently believes him and can vouch for her side of the story because she showed up to one of our fundraisers and I asked her about it. So yeah, now I just avoid lonely roads in Montana. All I have to say is, nope, 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 no way. That is because so I, I get scared by a lot like uh, i could be terrified of animals and i could be terrified of like creatures that we talk about but the most terrifying thing is a humanoid running at me <laughs> with like malicious intent yeah you know what i mean like in in, no, in horror movies scary. anytime there's a situation where like someone is possessed or like it someone cracks their back and starts like running at you i'm just uh no no i can't please don't <laughs> gives me the heebie-jeebies that is fucking terrifying yeah that that's the definition of heebie-jeebies i think yeah i mean that I, should be his name the heebie-jeebie man heebie-jeebies the hitchhiking heebie-jeebie man all i'm saying is i'm glad that the story didn't end with yeah he had the run so he sprinted into the woods we never saw him again like how and he shat himself to death 
Yeah, and now he's a ghost, and that's why he's on our podcast. <laughs> oh, that that's scary. I can't... I, Isn't it? You painted a good visual picture. Well, um, the Reddit user did. Thank you, uh, Benedictus. Yeah, Benedictus, you're, you're nightmare fuel. Thank you. And then everyone in the comments is just making fun of the zoot suit. Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Abigail. We're sisters. And we believe in ghosts. Welcome to Supernatural Sisters, a podcast all about ghostly encounters, bone-chilling monsters, and basically anything that goes bump in the night. Each week, we talk about a haunted place, a legendary monster, or a story that sends shivers down our spine. And maybe we'll talk about the pottery scene from Ghost. He's not a ghost in that scene. There are other parts of that movie where he's a ghost. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And remember, we we believe believe you. you. All right. Shitty cryptid? Yeah. Am I giving you one? I think it's been hard because we've had a couple of guests do them for a little bit, so I can't. One. I think you want one. I mean, I. I think. Yeah, cause, yeah. You want to do it. I, I think I'm ready to butcher this. All right, great, because I have a perfect one for oh, you. Oh, great. The hairy green anglerfish of Walmart. The hairy green anglerfish. Angler. No, I know what an angler. I am. I have a really weird, irrational fear of anglerfish. You've known this about me for years. <laughs> I know. We've talked about this before. And it's stupid because, like, realistically, I could never run into an anglerfish because they live so. How the fuck would one be in a Walmart? That's what toilet. I gotta figure That's out. That's immediately what I thought of. Was just it's in the toilet, right? Oh, and it got flushed? But how is it even living above ground? I think it just lives in the Walmart toilet. Do you know how far down anglerfish live? Like, holy shit, how far down does that plumbing go? It's a fictional (laughs) thing. (laughs) Okay, if I'm allowed to be, like, weird and ridiculous about it, it's got to be better than my stupid-ass leprechaun story. No one is allowed to be weird or ridiculous on this podcast. (laughs) Okay. Never again. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I don't know if you knew, but pretty much any Walmart that you ever go to, they do have a pet section. Or rather, a pet care section where you can buy things like dog food and cat toys and all that kind of stuff. And they usually, on the back wall, have a, a bunch of fish tanks. Hmm. Uh they don't anymore, actually. They? they got rid of all This of them. happened in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Back when they used to have fish tanks. And let me tell you, I was never a fan because I felt like they didn't do a good job taking care of these fish. They did not. And this is part of the story, but in real life, Walmart was not a good place to get your fish. They did a bad, bad job. I felt super sorry for those fish. No, they, yeah, it was really fucked up. Um, but anyway, um, uh, not very well kept. And um, there was one tank they had behind all the rest that, like, was so neglected. Things just started growing and mutating back there. <laughs> and after probably about five years of a tank never being clean, can you imagine? Um, This green and hairy fish started becoming just like an Mm. off spin of 
other fish feces and dead matter and algae. And you want to know how the anglerfish was born? This terrifying creature from hell with the bulgy eyes and the like, ah, teeth. Walmart fish neglect. That's exactly how (laughs) the anglerfish came to be. This is why. Yeah. So back behind all the lit tanks is this one sad neglected tank and this thing starts coming to life and it becomes so strong that it manages to leap out of this filthy tank and right into the employee toilet next to the pet section. Can you believe it? Whoa. Yeah. It jumps he from he he jumped from the filthy tank into a clean tank and he started hiding amongst the little plants and the algae. Oh, okay. And he's waiting for the employee to do the regular cleaning and sometimes they have to put it on a wheelie cart and take it back down the hall. Mhm. Yeah. Close enough to that damn toilet, man. This ang- this hairy green anglerfish that's so ugly, he's hard to look at. I'm not even going to lie. Um <laughs> he jumps into the toilet and he goes down into the sewer system. And eventually that spills into the ocean. And with enough time and patience, this angry and hairy and gross, neglected, hybrid, weird ass fish manages to get down to the deep, deep, deep parts of the Atlantic. And that's that that's how the modern anglerfish was born. 1995 oh. Walmart in uh in oh. Tampa Bay, Florida. I didn't know that anglerfish didn't exist till 1995. <laughs> what a fun fact. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> um but yeah, I guess cuz we always talk about what this thing is like if you run into it and if you somehow manage to get to where this thing lives without your brain like caving in from the water pressure. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say he's pretty shy, but nice, given that you don't want to hurt it. That's nice. Yeah. I feel like he would just be angry all the time. He was angry at the Walmart staff, but now that he has Mm -hmm. freedom in the ocean, I think he's pretty accepting and relaxed with things. But So if you work at Walmart... Yeah. Don't go deep sea diving. Yeah, if you were to dive down there with your Walmart employee badge, let oh, no. let it be known throughout the world that this fish is going to kill you. <laughs> Rad. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's I'm fun. really proud of that. Like I think that's probably the best one that I've done. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I like these origin stories ones that we're coming up with. <laughs> yeah. What was Oh, Dylan's on the last episode was why Death Valley is called Death Valley because <laughs> yeah. of this stupid fucking chicken. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and honestly, I think if you had given me the prompt that you gave Dylan last week, like I just would not have been able to come up with anything nearly as charming or fun. So I, I really yeah, enjoy it when we have guests to take the heat off of us every now and then. Every now and then. Oh, yeah. And I want the heat sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but, before we go, I feel like we should tell the listeners that you and I and Dylan have a new podcast called Clean Poops. So, yeah. yeah. If anyone's interested to hear us have some 
banter related to thoughts you have on the toilet, you can follow us on Instagram there at clean poops. At clean poops. Yeah. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can Instagram us at Paranerds Podcast. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. And send us fan mail because we need you. We need you to tell us that you love us. You. We need love. We need love. Like, it, need love. it's still February. Like, you don't understand how much love we need. Paranerds yeah. Podcast. And tell us, um, mm-hmm. uh... Either DM us on Instagram or email us about what song you would pick to be broadcast to the entire galaxy via the ISS. You know, and I'll actually um, up the ante on that. If whoever gives us the what we deem the best answer will receive a comic book from PLB Comics that I have as a giveaway. <gasps> You have a giveaway? I do. I didn't know that. That's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Josh. Um, our friends at PLB Comics yes. gave us some giveaways. So if... Thank you, Josh. What are... Okay, wait. We need like some qualifiers. What qualifies as the best? The one that's most representative of the human race? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? I think so. Okay. And we'll also do this as an Instagram post just to tell the world, but um, do it. And I, I'm trying to think about what week this episode is happening I'm willing to give people till like the beginning of March. Okay. March 1st. We'll do it over break. And yeah. then on our first, um, why don't we do on our first uh, season two episode, we'll announce the winner. Yeah. So PLB Comics giveaway. So tell us what, what song do you believe represents the human race the best? Yeah. That should be broadcast to the entire galaxy. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We will talk to you next week. Indeed. Goodbye. Bye. Paranerds has been brought to you by Podmoth.